Oh my god. I have absolutely no memory at all.
Welcome. You're listening to Mystic Moon Cafe Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Mystic Moon Cafe Radio. This is June, and we have the wonderful Wendy and the amazing Jake with us. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, just peachy. Fine and dandy. Woohoo! Both fine and dandy. Not just fine or dandy, but fine and dandy. That's pretty (laughs) awesome, then, I I tell (laughs) you. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's. I have to say, it's been a very, very stressful day today. But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot better now. Everything's fine. I have my scented candle going. <laughs> I think I'm in a good <laughs> spot right now. So, how about you guys? Uh, just had a had a bunch to do today and got the majority of it handled. So I feel like it was a good productive day. Well, cool. Yeah, I was multitasked to death today. If everyone who knows me knows I'm logical, like kind of one thing at a time. And when I have to do four things at a time, like it creates a schism in the brain. But I'm much better now. And that's because of the whiskey. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you have to help you cope. Oh my gosh. Yes. I swear. I, you know, I keep saying I need to win the lottery, but I never play the lottery. And then, you know, I'll be on my cruise around the world. <laughs> I think out here in Washington, it's up to like 84 million bucks or something. Yeah. Well, in my dreams, it's always 255 million. Interesting. Is so that be- interesting we need to watch that. Yeah. Okay, is it because you take home a hundred million? Is that? I, I yeah, you never know. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I can be your man, bitch, for that price point. Okay, yay! Okay. I will carry your luggage wherever we go. <laughs> I tip you well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but. Oh my gosh! How about your weekends? Did you have some good, uh, good weekends? Labor Day weekends? Did you have a Labor Day weekend? I didn't really have a Labor Day weekend. Why won't that post? Interesting. Okay. Huh? Having posting problems? What? Let's go to the chat and see what's going on. There, oh. there's no missing person problems yet, but you know the night's young. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 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 uh, I did a barbecue. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yay! I got to tell you, the Beyond Burgers, we have Beyond Burgers, plenty of dead animal with it, don't get me wrong. But they were pretty good. This is not an endorsement, but they were kind of yummy. Really? Yeah. What I, are they made out of? Is it like soybean or mushrooms? I, you know, I did. Oh, definitely not mushrooms. Um, oh, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> definitely a lot. Not be speaking to us right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's soy protein or what goes in them. It's tasty. It, it looks like a burger, like when you... If you cut it in half or break it in half and stuff. Um, you know, we did them up like Big Macs. So. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's my other half. All right. Now okay. we have to talk about your book that you put out this week. Yes. Let's talk about that. that what? So oh, like, geez. Okay. I guess. Oh, wow. I haven't really thought about talking about it, but... Um, <laughs> So it is 24 
mostly true stories. If I, you know, I tagged it as fiction. There are out of the 24 stories. I haven't really told anyone this 19 of the 24 are straight true. And then four of them have embellishments because the, like when I was interviewing the people it was kind of verbal diarrhea and so sure. I made sense that, of the story. Not necessarily fiction, but just cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, the and the one, yeah, yeah I might've plussed up some scare factor. And oh, I'll bring you a, I'll bring you a copy. This I've got author's oh. copies coming. So nice. Wendy, mm-hmm. you should get yours tomorrow. Oh, that's so wow. Yeah. And the very last story is inspired by true events. I know the people. There's like six sections to it. Three of them really happened. And the other three, well, you never know when a movie offer is going to come. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format. Um, I'll tell everybody what it's called, too. Oh, it's just called Ghost Stories, presented by Ghostly Activities. Ghostly Activities is my uh, blog. And it really, it's just a collection of the stories that are on the website. So technically speaking, I would appreciate it if you buy the books, but you can go to Ghostly and read them, too. <laughs> and it's just they look prettier in the book. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's a scoop. I'm gonna have another one that comes out in October and the title will be Ghostly Activities, a guide to ghosts and hauntings, which is nice. loaded up with all if, if you read Ghostly Activities, I have a bunch of ghost hunting tips, profiles of ghosts how to analyze your evidence, roles on your ghost hunting team, what people should be responsible for, gadgets galore. That will be in this book. And like I said, October, no firm date, but probably the first week of October. It'll be ready. That's so cool. That's my bit. I guess I can call myself author, right? (laughs) You are now an author. I am now an author. A published author. Published author, yeah. How many reviews, or am I still the only one? Uh, you know, I didn't check. Wendy wrote me a lovely review. She also um, sent me all the typos I put in the book, so hopefully you download it starting today and not before. <laughs> I, I, I have asked that he give me the manuscript before it gets published, though. It's a lot easier to fix then. Well, I'm just, you know, it's digital. I just go through, find, replace, upload a new file. It goes, you know, it checks to make sure I didn't radically change the book, and then it spits out the new one. Boom. But I feel sorry for the people the first couple of days because they're going to be like, this jackass can't look at these typos. Where did, did you go to public <laughs> school? I went, yes, actually, I went to public school in Wisconsin. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> nice and wholesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but let me see if anyone... As I go looking on the Amazon. Uh, just one review so far. Okay. Good. Well, I'll, I'll have one in there, too. Okay. Oh, good. It just synced up my paperback and my Kindle version. So just anyone's interested in Amazon Kindle direct publishing, that's how I did this. Uh, It takes a while for them to connect your ebook to your paperback. So they'll actually be separate for three or four days before they get put together. Now, can you read it like through audiobook? Can you like 
oh yeah narrate it all for, for oh you know i could do that anyone that's listened to my podcast knows i read the ghost stories and do sound effects and background exactly. music and stuff yeah i could totally do that for this awesome. i should do it. i could combine all the mp3s i'll look at me go on i'm a technical guy i'm all uh, about production and process and stuff like that Ooh, let me see I, if I they be careful with that promise i think it might be a little more complicated than what you might think probably <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. Ooh, they've got the look inside available now too so you can get a pre-read like if you've got an amazon prime membership you could read the first three stories before it cuts you off oh wow i'm digging this wow oh i, br- I prattled far too long let's get back to the ladies <laughs> well i have actually um yeah i think i told you last time that i signed up for these library speaking circuit and of mm-hmm. course i don't have um my presentation even slightly done Right. And uh, but anyway, it's it's just it's uh, kind of called travel on the spooky side, and I'm talking about a lot of my travels and a lot of places I've been and some of the places we've investigated and evidence we found and stories that have happened in some of these places and everything like this. But uh, anyway, I got four more libraries now, so I think it's a total now of eleven. So I better get this done. Like you're gonna go on tour. <laughs> It's in October. It's all the the libraries in, um, just to see, there's, let's see, Kits in Kits. Oh my God, I totally want to be your publicist. Can I be your publicist? No, because it's, no. I'm so scared. Don't be. And remember, I'm here to help you with that presentation. Oh, thank you. Do you want want me to stick around after the meeting on Sunday and we could just do some outlining? Maybe, yeah, but um, yes. Okay. Maybe, yes. I will try. I will get all the main places that I, I actually I have made a list of all of them and then cut them down to um, things that have happened and things like that. So you know. So yes, and uh, you know, of course, Ross is would like to help too. So so yes, it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Watch the wrestling little... contest between Ross and Jake now. <laughs> oh, I, I know my place in this relationship. So I'll just nod and say, let me know if you need some video editing or maybe some wordsmithing. Okay, love you. Bye. No, you're, you're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> June, I've got a prime hag too. It's cool. I understand. <laughs> so awful. Okay. Like I said, we like to have fun on Mystic Moon. <laughs> a little bit of torture for each other, but it's okay. It's cool. That's it's right. all right. It's, we all love it's each all, other. It's, it's great. All it's all good fun. <laughs> um, well, shall we uh, go ahead and see if we can get our guest on the line or read the read her intro and then we'll get her on? Or okay. How would you like to do I will start reading the intro. I've got four paragraphs selected here from her biography. Okay. I'll lead for everyone. And then I will drop the name of her new book and its availability. Okay? Okie dokie. So just wait. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Okay. I didn't warm up before. Usually I actually do a little warm up, but that didn't happen before the show. Okay. And I am sorry if I mispronounce uh, her name because this is the first time I'm reading it. Um Out loud, I should say. Here we go. So, tonight on Mystic Moon Cafe, we have Sherilyn Darcy, who's an environmental artist, author, and botanical explorer, who has a passion for encouraging us to reconnect with nature. She has traveled, researched, and explored the cultures and histories from all times, places, and beliefs 
and the connections humans have developed, not only the usage of plants, but also the spiritual quality of plants. Uniquely in the mind-body-spirit genre, Sherilyn illustrates her own publications with her field sketches and her fine artworks, and through this brings us a very complete, pure, and rich resource and reference. Sherilyn splits her time between botanical adventures seeking forgotten orchids and forests to replanting rescued pot plants to volunteering at her local coastal environment center, driving the rest of the staff with her flower fun facts. Australian Wildflower Reading Cards is the first in a series of nature reading card sets that Sherilyn has created with her traditional, and this is where I am going to mispronounce, Linacut prints, excuse me if I mispronounce that, created from actual flowers she researched and found. The guidebook that accompanies this and all her upcoming reading card titles features botanical information as well as the meaning of each flower so you can use the set as an oracle or affirmation deck and a nature-based education, educational and art resource. Her new book is The Book of Fairy Spells, published by Rockpool Publishing. It was recently released on June 5th, 2019. It's available on Amazon, I believe in both paperback and ebook formats. Yep. Very good. Very nice. Thank you. All right. I will add her to the call then. Okay. Fabulous. Fabulous. I'll try not to tell my Northern Ireland story Uh about the the man that uh, he was talking about, furries. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, this is Wendy. Um, Hi, Hi, Wendy. Hi. (laughs) And I'm June. Hi, June. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. And I'm Jake over here. I hope I didn't butcher your name or the names of any uh, uh, of your work when I was reading that. No, that's all good. Okay, thank you very much. Now, is your name pronounced Sherilyn? That's right. You okay. got it. Yay, we're right. Yay. Okay. And is it Linacut or? Linacut, you got it. Okay, Ooh, perfect. All right. Cool. We're good. We're good. No, what good. is that? Yes. <laughs> What is Lana cut? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. you use Lana. Well, you use Lana as in Lalone. L- L- I, can, I can't pronounce it. Um, Min, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Lino that you put on the floor. We call it Lino in Australia, but it's got a longer name. Yeah, and I know I live in America and I can't pronounce it. The American oh, linoleum? Way, but it's the, it, that's the word. I okay. Oh, okay. Oh, linoleum. Yeah. Okay. It's that. And you carve it. You can use that. That's the one traditional way, but you can do it with wood wood block as well. So you carve it and then you roll black ink on it, or you can do coloured, but I do black ink, which is traditional. And then you print it on a piece of paper and then you that's a black and white print image. And then I go in and colour it with paints as well sometimes and, and that's it. So lino print or block nice. print, they call it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, I like that. I just I wasn't familiar yeah. at all with the uh, with the practice. Oh, okay. It's it's a really tactile thing. I'm a sculptor as well, so I find it's this really lovely blend between that that really three dimensional carving in and sculptural and painting and all that. It's like it's everything all together to me. <laughs> I love it. Oh wow! Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, I I've seen uh, on on your page. Um, Okay. The official page where you go through mm-hmm. and, you know, you've been illustrating and, and you've, uh, do you right. illustrate mm-hmm. all of your Oracle cards as well? 
I've illustrated all of them except the Herb Oracle last year. I had a, I had to have an eye procedure and uh, I'd already written it and started doing some illustrations and then I, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I, I coupled up, I found a wonderful French collage artist and I love collage. And uh, she and I collaborated and she did the images uh, with oh, me, which was wonderful. So I was still really able nice. to, to have that vision while my vision wasn't quite right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she, and that was a it was fantastic. And she's a, a beautiful um, – her pen name's uh, Dear Dandy. Uh, her name's uh, Celine. And she, she she lives in the beautiful countryside in France. And, and she's young. She's in her late 20s. And she, she just has this passion for collage and – I felt like it was the right medium. We were all sort of collaging together as well. So a very special deck. So that's, yeah. But other than that, I illustrate all the the rest and I'm back to illustrating now. And I'm very grateful that that Celine was around to to help me with that very, very much. And she did a beautiful job as well. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. I was going to say, I mean, I've got a Mm. copy of the Book of Fairy Spells right here Mm -hmm. and it is Mm -hmm. gorgeous everyone i don't know if you've seen it but like with the uh with the two fairies well you've got like no i'm just you know i i don't know all my fairy species but you've got the two ladies with the wings (laughs) and the gnomes of pentacle it's this lovely purple and inside when you see the Mm -hmm. the calligraphy Mm -hmm. at the beginning the Mm -hmm. illustrations the paper Mm -hmm. quality it's amazing Thank That's you. nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's a it's it's a number four in the series of the spellbook series, and they're all based on uh, plants and flowers. And uh, there's the book of flower spells, book of herb spells, book of tree spells, and now the book of fairy spells because the fae are, of course, are the guardians of plants and flowers and trees. And so I wanted to create a spellbook. Well, I did create a spellbook that was looking at the energies of certain flowers and plants and fairies and I was getting the correspondences together so each spell actually embodies the energy of a certain fae uh, person creature and the flower or plant as well so it's a beautiful um it's a little little journey I know it's a bit of a cliche but it is into and a, and a little lesson on uh, the correspondences between different plants and different fae folk as well oh, wow now um where all where all did you go? It, it said that you had uh, traveled all over the world, you know, in search of the, the fairy lore and everything. And I was, I was just curious yes. as to where you that's might have okay. gone. That's to. okay. Well, well, what I did was um, I've, I've traveled quite a lot. My husband is uh, well; he's now ex-military. We actually lived in America because we had a, a posting um, back in. Uh, t- uh, 2000 uh, in San Diego, beautiful San Diego for oh, a few wow. years, and yes. it was it was a wonderful time in my life. And I've travelled extensively around America because uh, at the time my children were quite young; they were in elementary school, and my husband was very busy with his work. And unfortunately, um, well, and, and September 11th happened at the time, and then we decided to stay. And his type of work was um, in demand because he was a trainer, and uh, so. I did a lot of work with uh, the American um, community through the schools and, and went on excursions and travelled with friends and that to keep myself busy while my husband did his job. So sure. it was sort of a – so I did a, a lot of travel with my American friends that I met, other school moms and, and uh, just friends in the arts community. But then also a bit – Going forward a bit further, um, my daughter, when she just about finished her university degree in fine art, 
uh, she got a, she was awarded a, a wonderful opportunity, a six-month scholarship to the UK. She did that, and at the end, I went over and we backpacked for a while around oh. uh, Europe. And, and she's very, she's actually become a tattoo artist. She loved, that's what she always wanted to do. So she got oh, a fine wow. art degree, <laughs> and she's a tattoo artist. But she wanted to travel to for the art so that we went to all the museums and we and she loves gardening as well and, and the plants so we went to Ireland we went to France all around England all of course all the you know Stonehenge and, and all these places mm-hmm. as well and oh actually you know we went to Oxford and we had a wonderful time at um, um, some beautiful institutions there just studying botany and archaeology as well to um, for her work and my work as well so that's where I, I got a lot of inspiration for a couple of things and the fairy book as well. So as particularly in Ireland, of course, I spent a lot of time oh, yeah. between Kildare <laughs> and right there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of people. So we, we did, we backpacked, we traveled around and we did all these things. And, uh, oh, in Glastonbury, we spent a lot of time. We spent oh, about a week in Glastonbury. And luckily, Glastonbury. look, do you know mm-hmm. my big tip is go the week before the Glastonbury Festival because it's really quiet and you get the whole place to yourself. <laughs> and oh, it's about two weeks before because I was like, it's really quiet here. It's good. And all the locals are saying, oh, yeah, because the festival, the Glastonbury Festival is in two weeks. Time. This is the best time to come. And it was. We had we went up the tour and we had it to ourselves. We went to the, the <laughs> gardens around the chalice well and I got to talk to all the gardeners and it was wonderful. So that's where a lot of, I mean, it's a lifetime of inspiration as I am a gardener. I've gardened all my life. I've worked with various environmental institutions in Australia. I've worked um, teaching at the Australian Museum during their environmental programs. Uh, I helped, uh, I was a volunteer weekly at my local environment centre, which was the first ever council, you'd call it county, uh, Eco Centre in Australia. I, I loved it. I did admin work and field work as well. And all of that, connecting with the land and the gardening, that's where my experience comes from. So it's not just travelling to the, you know, the, the famous places and the old places. That teaches heritage, but you have to do it. You have to plant a tree to understand a tree. You've got to grow things to, to learn the energy and experience as well. I just, I truly not only believe it, I know it. So that's where it all comes from and comes together. That's amazing. Hey, I was uh, I was wondering, um, what do people in Australia usually think about mm-hmm. fairies? I know, you know, mm-hmm. Australian culture is a little more... Yeah, I'll see it or I'll believe it when I see it, you know, kind of, kind of, well, <laughs> some of the, the Australian people well, I know. Our, that's our, yeah, the take on it. <laughs> yeah. I think it depends. I think it depends. Yeah, I think it depends who you're speaking to, whereabouts you are. But I think it's very similar to the, I, I know from experience, and I've just been to America um, a couple of months ago, I was asked to speak at your uh, INAX festival. So I had a lot of like recent experience as well, that international new age um, trade show for conscious living in Denver, Colorado, had a wonderful wow. time, spent a lot of time speaking to people that have stores and, and uh, other authors and, and publishers. And it was just wonderful. But I really felt like the very understanding and uh, it's very similar to America, to Australia. So you do have those people that, that feel that way. And you do have people that um, 
look, there's all levels. They're very much into the, the prettiness, I suppose, and maybe the bit more of the Tinkerbell um, yeah, the imagery <laughs> of the Fae. And then you have people that are more into the more, uh, the, which I feel like, I feel like it's about angels and spirits. It's an energy. It's a, you know, I think that the, the pictures that we imagine fairies to be, whether they're beautiful on the cover of, like my book with the wings, or they're a bit grungier, I, they're human interpretations I think that they are light beings that they are an energetic force and they probably reveal themselves I think they do to everybody in the way that they can understand it I don't think there's a right or a wrong to what they actually look like I think Mm -hmm. they have their own way and it's just it's just I think of this as the language of flowers and plants as well it's the it's the way we can understand that language and the visual language of fairies as well but there's a very big fairy community in Australia there's uh, a lot of wonderful fairy artists and writers and um and people that that you know dedicate a lot of their life to the fae energy it's a part of what I do because my focus is plants and flowers and gardening and I can't I can't just put it in a box because it is there. I know it's there in, in, in my garden. I mean, you know, the first thing you do with a garden is plant a bit of thyme, just the the, um, the herb thyme for the fae to come to your garden and, and live in. And you don't eat that thyme. You don't use it. It's just for them. And I, I, I'm very superstitious. I always plant one plant a patch for them. So um, I honour and respect it and it is part of my work. But there, as I said, pretty much like America, there are people that that's that's right. what they do they very much focus on that and yeah yeah well i know that uh when I'm, i i traveled up uh, to north northern ireland um over uh mm-hmm. close to the giant's causeway um mm. in kind of that area and um the the bus driver was was giving us you know kind of a tour and talking about you know some of the places and he started talking about the furries mm-hmm. that lived in the in the mm-hmm. hills and he kept saying the furries and the furries and i was thinking what is it what are the furries <laughs> and uh i realized he was saying fairies and i just wasn't you know, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny because i was yeah. like yes, oh yes. yeah yeah the accent yes mm-hmm. yeah. and i think it's the same with the spelling as well we've got this so and I know I've spelt uh, the fairies in a way that I just sort of feel comfortable and it looks right to me but there are lots of different ways that people spell the word as well and that can sometimes be I know confusing for some people I think generally people think with the y at the end the f-a-i-r-y is sort of more tinkerbell and then the way I spell it it's f-a-e-r-i-e and also there's a couple of a little bit similar to that is more the uh, what we think of the universal energy type uh, fairy of, of the land like and of more Gaelic, yeah, I mean, that the, is the, the Gaelic a little bit fairy. yes very nice yeah I think it's easiest for us to understand the same as the magic and magic with the K you know just just a little bit of oh we not we're not talking about rabbit out of the hat magic we're talking about earth right. magic so <laughs> the same kind of thing yeah mm. but I oh, know that was island was magical for me too oh, oh, it was just yeah revelate just wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's still on my bucket list. It's on your bucket list. Yeah. You <laughs> I will get there. Back to the motherland. My dream is, yes. <laughs> yes, well, my, my dream is to one day have a garden tour. I would love to go to Ireland and, and, and lead a, or yeah, be part of a garden tour even, but I'd love that because I, I just, oh, gosh, I just love all the, the, the wildflowers and the plants and the trees, and I just I would love to do something like that. So I'll invite 
fight you if I get myself together to do it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yes. laughs> yeah. Well, um, okay. Uh, back to the working with them a little bit. Um, uh, how long did it take you to establish, a, I'm going to call it a good working relationship with the, with the Fae or, or is yeah. that just kind of hit and miss anyway? It's kind of, well, I don't know if it's hit and miss. It's, um, you know, I was brought up in a, a family where gardening and regard to the earth uh, were very important. My parents are your classic 1960s hippies, you know, that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the whole, um, yeah, yeah. Well, look, honestly, we, we lived in uh, what was inner city Sydney and uh, my, my, I'm a Brady Bunch, I'm part of a Brady Bunch family. So when my, my, my dad had three, three kids, two boys and a girl, my mum had two boys and a girl, they got together when I was was about 11 they sold up and decided to move to the country and uh brady bunched it together but they did the whole uh grassroots um oh, you know wow. like hippie sort of lifestyle and it was just well not full-on you know communal hippie it was just our family but we look dad made solar power panels you know out of magazines he worked out how to do that um wow. and, and gardening <laughs> and, and and eating from the land and living off the land was that's what i did from you know the age of you know, 11 or 12 when I was young. And, but my mother's a very spiritual person and those sorts of things, it wasn't sat down and taught. It was just, just sort of known. And she'd use the word fairy or spirits or energy. And to me, in my head, it was just, yeah, that's the, the, the little folk, the energy, whatever that looks after the gardens and plants. And you leave a little bit of an offering out for them or you, you respect in some way so it was just a, a knowing from growing up it, it, and look people listen to these stories through me and say that must have been amazing look at how you are now but I, I was a rebellious 16 year old and I you know got to 16 and went this is a load of <laughs> you know I don't want yeah. to know anymore mm-hmm. and, and, and honestly and and I was like I, I you know I wish my parents were bankers and and really concerned oh my sooner later and you know for a few oh yeah yeah for a few years there I was like I, you know I want to be in my nine 1980s you know suits and things and I want to work in I don't want to be it you know all this and of course after a few years it's like this isn't really me <laughs> you know <laughs> which I wasn't I was I wasn't really corporate or anything you know anything like that I never went that way but I just that was I wanted to be a bit more conservative then I sort of went went round full circle so um I always think it's funny because people people who are spiritual say oh and that's why and then you had this wonderful and I'm like well no I just did what you know <laughs> I rebelled against that you know where other people mm-hmm. tell me stories about their conservative parents and they wanted to be a witch and they rebelled yeah. against you know I was kind of like I said that, it was actually. the other way around <laughs> but it was good were you <laughs> That's what happens to a lot of the children of hippie, hippie, wonderful spiritual parents, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I did. My mum is, and of course, mum now is like, oh, she she does oracle cards. And although my mum's more of a tarot person, so, you know, she's not so big on oracle cards and people think that's hilarious. I'm like, yeah, I haven't done a tarot yet. Mum's not really into oracle cards. (laughs) So, um, which is quite cute. But yeah, she and she's still a gardener and she still does all those things. So it's just with the fae, just the knowing and and also recognizing that when I was more mindful and more uh, observant and and more uh, grateful and expressed my gratitude and took those times for different traditions of plants that that uh, honored different uh, spirit and different uh, fae energy, that I would have better results as as well so plants would grow um 
you know, I would be more in tune with what, what was going around and what their needs were, and that's water needs, food needs as well. So it was, it is putting, you know, we, we think of ourselves, our bodies as well. We look after our physical plane. We look after our emotional plane and our mental plane. Sometimes we, you know, sometimes we, we think we're looking after our spiritual. We're not going quite deep enough. And I, I know that's the same with plants as well you know you look after we water them hopefully we water them we give them fertilizer a sun and air but we do need to look at that and pay respect for the spiritual uh, part as well you know they um are living beings and and part of this um world as well and i think we put nothing wrong with it but we put a lot of emphasis on animals and you know our animal totem and our and that that's great. I I love foxes. Not not a popular choice in Australia, can I just say? Because they're a bit of a problem <laughs> here. So but, you know, I feel yeah, yeah. That, I think, and I feel very, very, very um, you know, akin to uh, foxes. But there's a lot of uh, that says that you know we're more drawn to animals and we relate to them because they have faces and they they have uh, you know that they are um, you know they're, they're a, a being that we can relate to and we can understand. Plants don't really have faces. You know, we might be a bit more drawn to flowers flowers because they're pretty and we're there's all there's a whole other thing with that you know with the botany of desire by wonderful michael Pollan about how being that's what they're there for for us to be attracted to them so that we plant them more often but i i know that um we used to have to be like that and the fae would help us as well through tradition and the, the stories surrounding plants and their fae counterparts and all these stories and myths and legends, they were all teaching tools so that people would know how to look after plants and where to find them and how how to, you know, look after the environment as well. They all have a very good storylines through them that will help us. Now, um, you know, now if you want to go and get some chamomile tea, it's usually chopped up in a packet, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you don't actually know what it actually <laughs> looks like. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's not a, you know, and that's the thing. We've just, we've just we've become divorced from the plant world, and so we don't look at it and think of plants as being a spiritual ally. Um, there are some people that do, but I'm talking about the majority of people. Far more people will tell you what their animal totem is than their obviously my spirit, my plant ally, uh, unless they're from a traditional background and working with it right now. Mm-hmm. So, but 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 there sure is. You know, you walk out the front door and there's more plants than there are animals. I'm I'm going to even here. Where I live, I'm an about an hour and a half north of Sydney, uh, which is a big capital city that I think most people are familiar with around the world. Um, if right. I walk out the front, well, particularly here, you know, there's bottle brushes, there's daisies, there's all these things here, but I'm probably not going to see a fox, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm going to see all these plants, and I'm going to connect with the fae energy as well that's that's around those or other types of universal energies um, a lot quicker. And they're probably going to grow and give me meaning messages and help and, and guidance in my life uh, much, much more immediately than waiting for a message from a fox, you know, maybe in my dream as well. Mm-hmm. But that's not to yeah. discount it. It's all part of everything. But, yeah, so if that kind of – I've given you a really big answer to that one. <laughs> no, that's really nice. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, but that's – yeah, so that's kind of – it's just a knowing. And once you know and connect it, then, yeah. It, it makes complete sense, yeah, and being honoring, honoring it. Mm. So what um, I, what kind of got you started into writing your, your books and story? What was your motivation that kind of pushed uh, you to, to write this? Okay. Well, I'm the classic um, 
look, I, I tried to get published for a very long time. So about 20 years, I was writing about flowers mostly and plants. I approached all of the big uh, publishers, uh, traditional ones, Mind, Body, Spirit publishers, and I got rejected all the time for over 20 years. So oh, with my artwork, yeah. without my artwork, my books as well. This is my, this is a big, for people who are listening, who, and I do <laughs> this at my talks, I say, look, if there's anybody listening who's writing historical cards or books, it's a good lesson. This is the part of the lesson I'd like to share with you. I never gave up, but I didn't just have write one book or one historical deck and then pound on doors for 20 years. I kept on with my passion. Right. My passion is plants and gardening and art. And I kept creating artwork. I kept writing and researching and traveling. And, and I have written books and oracle decks that I could get published for, for eons. I think I had six things. I've now actually up to my 16th title published in five years. So wow. and I just <laughs> signed four contracts yesterday. Now, so by the end oh. of next year, it'll be 20 titles based on plants in six years. And the reason is not that I've written that oh. many then. I, thank you so much. And that's internationally published with, you know, Paul published in Australia, but then Red Will Wiser, Simon Schuster distributes and um, all around the world. So, and my titles have just are starting to come out in French now and they've gone to Belarus and Russia, Czech Republic. Oh and, and it's it's been exciting. But what happened was, um, and I'll tell you, it was, I, I, I'm one of those girls who does like, divulge in my age but it was five years ago so it was actually two weeks before my 50th birthday so I hadn't been published and I'd self-published my Australian uh, little oracle I just give I did it on game crafter so it was really crap crappy I say crappy but people love these cards I love them too but it was just the game crafter um cheap little paper and I went I'll just try it and do that and then I I just thought I'll just give it one more go and I I put it out to three publishers because um, I just went, I'll do this Oracle deck and I've got the books and all this. And all three said yes. And oh. I went with Rockwell Publishing. I, I just like them. I just got, and, and it was just happened like that. And then they said to me, well, what, what will we do next? When, you know, when you, we're going to publish this, what next? And I went, well, here's all the stuff. I yeah. <laughs> I just do plants. And look, not to say, you know, a lot of this stuff is, we've we've i well together we've decided we'll do this now we'll do this and i've had to do some extra artwork and that but i have you know i'm looking i'm in my studio at home now and it's like there are honestly bookcases full of oracle decks and books <laughs> that i'm i'm writing in the process of writing and this is my lesson to everybody is just don't give up on the the passion and the dream but don't don't just put yourself on one thing and go right when this gets published in 20 years time just keep doing your work I kept work I kept working as if I was published because my dream was to create the body of work and yes the big dreams to get published because then I could share my work but mm -hmm. the, but, but my actual passion isn't being famous my actual passion isn't actually being published and getting people to ring me up like your wonderful show and talk. My passion is plants and, and researching and putting that work together for other people and if I get published and I can share it with other other people hurrah you know right <laughs> I love sharing what I found and I'm, you know, that's the whole thing and then when the time comes and then someone says yes that passion shines through and it's like yay we've got all this so um and then you know the publishers sort of go this is for advice for people out there that they say oh my gosh you've got this whole big body of work we're not sitting here going well when are you going to write something more I'm like it's all here <laughs> you know? right here it is so um <laughs> yeah yeah here it is so that's it. And also the big lesson is don't give up. 
Don't give up. That's right. You don't know when someone's going to say yes, and you can self-publish. Is you know, and but have make the passion the subject, not yourself. I think that's the big thing. So yeah, that's really good advice. (laughs) (laughs) So we and you make great friends. I have. Sorry, Jake. Oh no, no worries. I was going to say we have a question. From yes. the chat room, it's Chris. I believe Chris uh-huh. is in northern Missouri. I could be wrong, but if I remember from uh-huh. a previous uh-huh. chat. And he's asking about your take on different okay. crystals. Um, so I guess we could talk about the properties of crystals or what kind of right. crystals represent certain attributes like protection. Could you tell us a little about a yes. bit about that? About crystals. Well, crystals are not my um, strong suit. I do include some of them in my books because... Uh, um, all spells are created. A spell is uh, working with energy, and it's just trying. It's it's changing the energy around something so that you can uh, put more focus on the outcome that you desire. That's what it's all about. And the things that you put into a spell, things like crystals and flowers and plants, and and petitioning fae to help the fairies to help you as well. They illustrate those. So asking about the crystals there, I do use some crystals. So things like roses quartz if I was doing a love spell I'd definitely include that um personally myself I I love wearing green tourmaline I'm a gardener and that works very well with people who want to connect with the botanical world and plant world uh, as well as giving a little bit of protection as well I have a beautiful tourmaline uh necklace that I like wearing I've had for a very long time but I'm not really a crystal buyer crystal collector i do understand it in the the way that i understand colors uh and their use and candles and their use as well but i'm not a a crystal expert as it were but if there was something specific i just say you know um, black tourmaline for protection and i'd use those in spells like that that's how i'd use it was there something in particular he wanted to he or she wanted to know he was uh, asking about the different uh, well, everything about <laughs> crystals, but really how to charge yeah. charge them. I'm not I'm not a crystal person either. So yeah. when well, we talk about I'm charging, here, that's okay, okay, yes, I can answer that. Yeah, so charging them, um, look, cleansing them. And I do it mostly under running water if I use crystals in anything because that uh, removes. Someone just gave me a, a beautiful black tourmaline the other day in Sydney, and um, I cleanse it first by that. I'm a, I'm a real earth person, so I also then go bury it in my garden, in a part of my garden. Uh, you can do it anywhere in the earth, even if you don't have a garden. And you can always have a garden. You can have a pot plant. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then charge it as well. Usually under under a full moon, we'll cleanse it and charge it as well. But also having a ceremony of some sort, sitting with it uh, in the light, you know, and, and uh, it's talking about its own attributes. You can have a look those things up in a good crystal dictionary or book or a good source online as well there's quite i think healingcrystals.com there's one that comes to mind um <clears throat> and then uh yeah and, and then sort of talking about those things and that would charge it and then anytime he feels that it's not working as well as possible or it's been overused is doing the same thing running you know cleansing it under running water you can sm- uh smudge it with some sage as well i just find the running water is really good it cleanses physically as well as um etherically as well so when you talk about this is uh, interesting about cleansing water yeah oh yeah he said thank you very much um when yeah, it comes okay, to please, yeah. with the cleansing water are we talking a stream fresh water stream or are we talking like dasani look if okay if you can find a fresh running stream fabulous Okay. That's the best. But if you can't, yeah, the, the, the faucet. If you can, you know, the, the tap in there, make sure you've got the plug out. So it's water running through and going away. That's, that's okay. the whole thing. So yeah, I'd be standing next to a, a tap. Yeah, a faucet. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. 
Very nice. Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> yes, where do we go from here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do have some questions <laughs> yeah. about the different cultures and fairies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I'd that like would to know that too. yeah. So the one thing that I'm interested in is when it comes to I don't know if we should use the term like we oh. people or little people. I'm sorry, that's that's uh, Mikey, my dog in the back. He yeah. just decided to bark. Um, so so from Scandinavian tales, they have a little bit of a different twist. We have the British Isles; they yes. have their own oh. angle mm-hmm. on the we people. I've been to India; they have their own. Mm-hmm. Are there common themes between them all, or is really every culture unique when it comes to the Fae and the legends about them? Good question. Yeah, yeah. Every, look, I, I do find that there are similarities sometimes. It's going to sound really vague, but I do. But I do find overwhelmingly that there seems to be a lot of that uh, uh, sort of moralistic almost or, or um, you know, that oh, not so much moralistic, that's the wrong sort. Sometimes in the Scandinavian ones I've found that, you know, but but it's also that they've got their own business and their own life to go on with and they can be quite nasty in a way. You know, you have to be careful and I've not included a lot of those in my books and things because I think people don't understand them enough. My book doesn't go deep enough uh, to to encompass that as well. But the similarities that I have found is that respect in every single um, sort of fae people that I have uh, use in these books and, and um, sorry, have shared their stories in these books, uh, this book, you, there is a respect has to be um, meted out very, very, very much so. So it's giving offerings. This is very common across a lot of cultures. So it's uh, not, not asking for trivial help, being respectful, looking after them as well. As I said, I have that patch of time. There's a lot of stories across cultures of having a tree or a plant or a section of the garden uh, just for the fae. Uh, you the little brownies that, that are in uh, Celtic stories, you know, you, you have to um, mm-hmm. leaving out strawberries and milk to feed them. Otherwise, they'll, they'll go and mess your house up. So that is very <laughs> common across the world, you know. So it's this, you know, it's sort of like don't make them angry. <laughs> seems to be the right. common thing. That's what I've always, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And um, otherwise, you're, you're in for it, you know, and some just don't even go there. You know, you're like, if you're going to go there, you better really know what okay. it is. Yeah, but I, it's better to be, what I've found is to look, at, is to let them do their own thing, you know? Okay. Because right. I was doing a little research into murderous <laughs> fairies because I'm twisted <laughs> like that. And, and I found reports okay. of two that I thought were really interesting. Really interesting, and I'm not sure if many people have heard about them, and I hope I pronounced okay. this name correctly, because I think it's mm-hmm. Gaelic or Celtic. Slua right. and Redcaps. Yeah, the Redcaps. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're bad guys. So I didn't put those in my books. Before. No, no, no. This is, this is no. I, I had covered off reasons for yeah. uh, things that can be confused with a haunting, and fairies was one of the most common. Uh, and as I did research, it's like yes. if you run into these two, like you're just yeah. dead. Yeah, that well, <laughs> well, that's it. Um, because well, that, and this is this, but that comes back into the thing, Jacob. This whole thing of respect, leaving mm-hmm. leaving their areas, you know, to themselves, and through stories and through legends, we're told, you know, don't mm-hmm. go into the, the the ruins of certain castles, don't go into these areas, these forests. That belongs to them, and and you know, there is this side of the thing is what what we didn't want children wandering in through ruins of old castles and dark forests so these stories came about or was it the other way around people did actually see these these creatures and 
It was a warning. So th that, that still comes into, it's a warning, yeah, it's mm -hmm. the same thing. So it's the same thing of this respect. They have their own land, their, whole, their own thing, and, and leave them to it. Otherwise, yeah, you might get killed. Are you going to get killed? Maybe, but, you know, like, I'm getting, scaring you off. And, you know, don't, just don't go there. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. And then just one question, <laughs> one question from Chris in, in the chat about fairy rings, real yes. or not. Oh, yes, absolutely. I totally, totally believe in fairy rings. And they've come up. Um, quite a few times in my life that I've that I've uh, that I've seen them, so I, I believe in them. So not everybody does, but I totally do believe in them. Yeah. So what are the signs of a, a fairy ring when you are like well, walking usually, in the forest? I know a ring, but <laughs> it's it's yeah. Look, most people see it as like the mushrooms or the the like toadstools in in a ring, and uh, sometimes it's certain plants as well uh, that grow in in a type of uh, a ring look it's 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 quite common um look, i find them i found a few i was just trying to remember when it was it was about two years ago in my new garden it was just like yay um most people sort of see it as is a thing of a uh, good um good a good message a good omen that's what i look at as but it depends on the situation as well i guess where you see it uh, but in some cultures they do look at it as a, it's a bit of a warning and a be careful of that you know that something mm. might be happening as well some say stand in it lots say don't you know, yeah. well. that's what i was thing. wondering and what do you feel on that it's like if you if you pass i don't through feel it. like i i i wouldn't stand in it i'd be respect i'm very respectful that's how i am so mm -hmm. I, personally no i just feel drawn not to now the reason and because i write a lot about the language and the flowers and the doctrine of signatures of plants and people often ask me with those things um, you know, why are there different, why are there different meanings that I keep coming up with? You know, why do carnations mean death in the Mediterranean, but they mean love in, in other parts of Europe? And the same as this fairy ring thing and different faith, it's because we've lost that, you know, it's like it, we've lost those um, stories down the line. You know, they've right. become changed. Uh, there's a lot, if you've, if you've noticed, there's a lot of things um particularly with different plants it's like if you put this plant outside it attracts witches and then you'll read somewhere else if you put this plant outside it'll make sure witches never come to your house you know there's a lot oh, of right. and it's You're like what been is it obviously miswritten <laughs> yeah what is it yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been miswritten or it's and i think this is the same with the fairy ring it's like in different it's not that one's right and one right well one probably is right so you've got to go with how you feel as well when you're there how do you know it's like you work more with plants and the earth and take notice you know and it's like sit down and listen and and uh, then you'll get uh, a, a stronger connection with it as well so yeah wow this is fascinating mm, that's okay <laughs> so have... i know i talk too much about plants it's like don't get me started no this is great uh, but chris does has a follow-up question with fairy yeah. rings and that's can yeah. they be used by us Ah, uh, look, you know, um, I have seen that we can use them for things. I don't feel comfortable. You know, I, I know uh, some people do. I Look, I don't actually use them. I think they're for the fae. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, and I think it's a lovely message to go, oh, the fae are here. They're working in my garden. That's wonderful. Maybe they're giving me a good message. That you know, I've 
I've seen them. I was just saying about a year ago in my new vegetable garden. Well, I've got vegetable garden all the time, but I've got a new area out the front. And and they came up just after I, you know, um, was doing things. And I was, was fairly a bit disheartened about something else. And I was thinking about that when I walked out to the garden and here was this fairy ring. And I really felt uplifted when I saw it. So I felt like they're doing their own thing, but I noticed it. It's a good message. I wouldn't use it. It's this, you know. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I took it as a message. But no, I wouldn't sit down and go, I'm going to have a little, you know, <laughs> fairy ring party around here. That's just mm-hmm. my personal thing. So um, maybe people who work deeper with the Fae than I do, maybe they do, you know. So, mm. it It could be a little, yeah, you just don't know if if you go in there and try to draw from their energy that they've they've imbued the circle with, if that could be a real serious uh, problem yes. for them Offense. or if they're okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Offended or exactly. And it's like it's their party. That's how I feel like it. It's their party, not my party. You know, there's me putting my big foot down in the middle of it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's I'm how like, I what? feel. That's yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, now, do you have you built a fairy garden in in your yeah. extensive garden? <laughs> yes, I have. Um, yeah, I have little fairy gardens around my garden that I've had. Oh, some of them I've had for quite a while, and and I have. 11 I'm the custodian of 11 big gum trees I've just moved to this is my forever home uh three years ago and I have 11 big gum trees and I had to unfortunately say goodbye to three of them they were just they were um they would already died they'd already died and they would well one had died two were dying and we had a wonderful arborist here and she loved us because she said oh you're saving trees not wanting to just butcher them I'm like no we want to save them so Mm. I have these three that I'm about to turn into um, permanent because we got her to cut them off at the, the six foot high so we didn't want the stumps and ground off so I said no no leave them so they're six foot high and I'm about to turn those into beautiful um, fairy homes as well but yes I do I have I couldn't even tell you guys I probably have about 10 10 or so fairy small fairy they were portable fairy guns I've had with me before we actually you know military family moving around so once mm-hmm. my husband retired mm-hmm. this is it this is our house right so um yeah so yes <laughs> Yeah, your, your place. This is like, yay! This is my place. This is my house. This is it. This oh. is the house we own. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Very neat. <laughs> now, if I were to go <laughs> build one, um, what what are some key uh-huh. elements that you might put in there? Some some good plants. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, what you what you're looking for is obviously plants that are small. So you're looking at scale, but then it depends on how big your fairy garden is. But if you're doing something in, say, a large pot plant of some sort or even in your garden, just look for scales and and for scale. Because you're in the States, um, I'm not going to talk about specific types, but what you need are the smaller ferns. There's some be- – I'm, I'm not a big fan of bonsai, but some people are for those. I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm a bit – the jury's out for me with bonsai. It always has been. It doesn't feel quite – settle on me quite well at the moment um, but there are things such as natural bonsai that plants grow a little smaller there's a lot of the they're called steppables here so the little miniature things and things like uh, now I am speaking specifics um, alyssum uh, things uh, like rami as well beautiful herb you can use that tubbles over the side of things uh, you can uh, do any of the um, smaller oh, I've said the smaller ferns are very slow growing Japanese type ferns as well Asian type ferns so anything on a small scale, because this podcast goes out everywhere around the world, I would be going to your local garden centre and talking to them about having smaller scale 
um, you know, some of the berry gardens are quite popular. Uh, so nothing to be ashamed of to say that's what you're trying to grow, a smaller berry garden. And um, if that's what you're looking for, that miniature garden. But as far as plants to attract berries in your garden, so they're bigger size uh, plants as well, you're looking at thyme. They love thyme. They love, uh, if you can grow them, foxgloves as well. They love living in them and around them. Any of your herbs, they love herbs. They like to be attracted to those. If you can grow apples, they adore apples and apple blossoms. They're the, the plants of love as well. They really like. Uh, we've got uh, the cyclamens is, is a plant that um, that they that they like, and I have a lot of cyclamen around here. I'm pretty sure they're called the same thing uh, in in your area as well. They are. Uh, they love daisies. I've always found daisies are good. We have a thing called Federation daisies. I know you have them, and gardenias are one that uh, is very very popular with them. And Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, my, my head's going. Lady Ole is another one. That's a tall one. That they are. And of course, <laughs> you can never go wrong with roses, you know, uh, fairies, angels, or any ethereal plane uh, and spirits and that love gardenias and roses. Highly scented, um, very alive at night time as well. Like the scent, and you can still see them at night because of their colours and their, their size as well. And, and they, they love those. They love living amongst the, those sorts of plants. So you can't go – I always go, you can't go wrong with roses. You can usually grow them everywhere in mm -hmm. some way. You can just get a pot, bring it inside. So, so, so for yeah. listeners out there, if you go to pages 12 and 13 in the Book of Fairy Spells, you can find the list of plants uh, to make your fairy garden. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Plug, so plug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, oh, are, plug. <laughs> what are some of your uh, your absolute uh, yeah? What are some of your absolute favorite plants to work with? My favorite plants to work with. Um, I'm also I, look because I do everything plants. I'm a sustainable florist as well. So I, I love my floristry. I love working with. Uh, I've just mentioned gardenias. I love working with lots of uh, foliages. I love camellia foliage. And I love my native flowers and plants. And that's what I like when I meet people. I, I love being in their areas and, and seeing what grows naturally. So here where I live in Australia, I'm not sure if, if listeners in, in the USA are familiar with them, although I do know we export loads of more um, native flowers over to you than we use in our own country in floristry. Uh, Waratah, flannel flower, bottle brush, all the beautiful natives. I, I adore working with them. I grow them. Um, as, but the tr more traditional plants, it's very much the sunflowers, the daisies, um, and roses. I, I have all through my vegetable gardens, I have roses to attract my bees and, and also because I just love them as well. And I find that they're such a high vibration plant. Uh, roses, they, they lift the energy of, of everything around. And they, the fae love them, my gardens love them, my bees love them, and my veggies and fruits <laughs> love them as well. So, and I love working with roses therapeutically, I, rose oils and things like that. Oh, I find yeah. it's a very calming, soothing, spiritually um, uh, supportive plant. That's how I find it. And uh, and trees, it's just not one. Well, eucalypts, they, they do grow. In well, I lived in California. There's, there's heaps of Australian eucalyptus there. I guess it's because I'm an Aussie girl. I, I love working with our, our eucalypt. So that's that's a tree I love. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, 
Well, uh, when you're when you're getting ready to do your spellcraft and and I yes, do you uh, do you do any uh, any kind of a protection ritual or anything beforehand? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's the whole thing with uh, protect with uh, spell work and the books that I've written. Look, if you if you're already practicing Wicca or witchcraft or any sort of um, magic work or you're on a path uh, of any sort. You could use this. I always say these are like recipe books. So if you have a path and you're dedicated to gods and goddesses or whatever you're doing, you can use this and use these books and and add your um, your dedication and your path to it. If you're brand new to this or a beginner or you've dabbled, you can pick these books up as well because in the beginning and in the front of the fairy spell book, I let you know everything about safe use of magic, safely uh, mm-hmm. casting spells, how to do it how to create spells, how I've created these, all my own spells in all these books. And in each one, this one's working with the, 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 the fairies. It's how to safely work with fairies as well and what to do. And um, before that you start as well, you need to cast a circle of some sort of protection around you. I just do it with my hands. Um, I'm drawing a circle of light around me. I've described a few different ways in the book that you can do this. And it's to keep the, you know, a protective energy within and to keep anything negative. Because once you start spell work, you know, it's like a light going out to the universe and you attract, you could attract things that you don't want. So I do that. I, I also work with flowers all the time um i dry a lot of my own flowers and plants and botanicals and i'll i'll scatter white rose petals around in a circle or gardenias as well which are and uh then i'll work within that cast a spell make the spell then at the end i will thank you know the the fae for helping me or whoever i'm you know connecting with and and then um, dissemble that circle and even physically with my hands, if I have drawn it with my hands around me, imagined it, and make a noise, clap, ring a bell, something like that to end, to signify the end of that energy as well. So, but that's all, I explain it in my book. So if you've got, you know, no experience at all and you'd like to start um, bringing some spells and magic into your life, you can do it really safely with this. And as I said, if you're more experienced, it might be a bit of a refresher. It might be a bit interesting to see how I do things as well. Right. And you can definitely put your own things in there. And if you're working with gods and goddesses, you can layer those in as well. Hmm. So one of, one of the things too, it's like are um, any of the herbs and flowers you use dangerous to work with or require any kind of special handling? Yes. Yeah, there are. Look, I haven't um, – what I've done in my book is I haven't gone – I've not used things that are absolutely uh, deadly. Well, I haven't – there's a couple that I have. Um, I'm just thinking, I think Monk's Hood, I don't think it's in the fairy spell book. It's in another one. But I have suggested – well, I've not just suggested um, – you, you must be careful of identification of plants and flowers. If in have it in front of you fresh. It, the Australian Indigenous people uh, have been using uh, the, the sort of – the practice of flower essences for, for thousands of years and they do it by just sitting next to a flower and absorbing the energy that way in a plant. They don't actually spray rescue remedy. I love rescue remedy. I carry it everywhere. <laughs> but they don't actually <laughs> spray rescue remedy or waratah memory into their mouth. Sitting next to it, they absorb it. Well, we can't sit next to a waratah or a sunflower every day. So that's why we do the things we do. So if in doubt you want to use one of these plants, and I have mentioned some a little bit in a 
couple of them. I've said this is a poisonous plant. You can't eat it. You can't put it on your skin or anything or burn it. Um, use the image. You can use imagery. Yes, I do oracle cards. So do other people. But draw it, you know, and, and find out about it and focus on it. But um, you have to be very careful. And I have mentioned that all the way through. I do mention alternatives as well to things. And, of course, there's allergy concerns. You know, some people can be allergic to sunflowers. So you need to be aware of that and careful of that as, as well. And I've, I've given um, uh, advice about that as well. And if in doubt, have the flower there in a vase, make everything else, you know, and um, the energy is still around you. Or have a look at there's great supplies of um, flower essences around the world there's bark flowers Australian bush flower essences there's I know there's lots in America as well that are wonderful you can add the essences you know you won't get allergic reactions unless you're allergic to their what they you know look at what how they prepare it but that's the safest way and you'll because flower essences are made obviously with the energy of these flowers and plants so right that's a safe way too yeah yeah, it's like the time I picked my mom a nice bouquet of daisies with um, poison ivy around it oh. uh, for her. <laughs> yes, that was that was very sweet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't have poison ivy, or it's not in any area here. Uh, I, my poison ivy story is when I went up to Stonehenge a few years ago, and I went Stonehenge and ran up to the <laughs> ran up to the fence with a short, like a knee-length skirt on. And next minute, you know, it's like my legs and I had like walking oh, straight no. through a patch of poison ivy and I just thought there's a lesson and I did I just went yeah yeah it was like yeah lucky there was you know that the thing that you rub on your to, to get rid of the the things but it was so funny and I did laugh I laughed so much and I went of all the people of all the people to do this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it was I was being a bit a bit yeah it was like it's like it's like the animal person, you know, getting bit by the dolphin or something. I don't know. It's just like I had to laugh at myself and said, "I did." I went, "I'm a dope, aren't I?" Well, when you're not used to seeing it, down. Like when you're not used to seeing it. Yes, I know. But I tell you what, it was a lesson. Now, this is a lesson from the plants. That was the trip that I took and then I wrote my, and it sounds like a plug and it's not everybody, but I wrote our flower reading cards, which is about to be re-released. And it's all the, um, the, the wildflowers that grow in sacred places around the world. And after that happened, and I went into Stonehenge, I was like, what if there's orchids growing everywhere? And, and this wonderful guy said, oh, they're the pyramidal orchids. They're native to this area. And I was like, wow. And then my thought went, and I had already written about British wildflowers and, you know, as I've been doing all my studying for years. And then I put that together because when I was saying to you, I've got lots of things, some things are almost complete, but I, I have things that I haven't quite, I've done all the research about the plants, but they haven't gone into something. And then I went, oh, I could do, you know, the, the, the wildflowers that grow at sacred places. And that's what that deck that came oh, out a couple of nice. years ago, Flower Reading Cards, actually is. And there is, actually is the Stonehenge with the pyramidal orchids. But I I then, I, I mean, I always look at the plants and things, but I was really like, I, I felt like the poison ivy was like, look down, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. watch out. Yeah. And it was, yeah, right. And don't look at Stonehenge, look at us plants and maybe you was you know maybe that was it so um yeah i was getting too, too carried away with stonehenge and not looking and these orchids are tiny you know they're not great big orchids they're these tiny little wildflowers so um oh. yeah it was and i did get the idea to make that deck or to get my research about british wildflowers and, and then make it 
the world and all that. So, um, yeah, from my poison ivy experience. So, you see, there's, there's, there's something to be found in everything. That's true. <laughs> there's a lesson from the plants everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine is the, the big star lilies um, that come in so many oh. bouquets of flowers. It, if my nose gets anywhere near yeah. those, it feels like someone put a spike through my eyeball. Oh. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am horrible. Uh, stargazer or Casablanca yeah. lilies. Oh, and they, they do. They have a very, very – because they're actually an American um, – they're a cross between an oriental lily and a an Asian lily um, for the um, American – it's good that I'm a florist as well – for the American florist. Uh, industry. I think in the 1950s, they were actually an American um, hybrid. That's what they are. And they wanted, because one of the lilies isn't doesn't have any scent and one has a lot of scent and they crossed them together to get those stargazer slash Casablanca type lilies for the for the wedding and funerary um, industries. That's what they're, they're for. But they, you see, I'm a person who loves that scent, but I know it's either, like Jasmine, it's either no well, you but know, about I, success. I was just you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's not a bad sense. And, you know, it's not a bad sense no, um, for me, but it is. I am so highly allergic to it. It was just like, wow. and uh, there was a time wow. also that my friend was getting married, and she mm. neglected to tell me what kind of flowers, and oh, everything no. was lilies. The whole church covered oh. in lilies. My bouquet was lilies. Oh. I mean, it was beautiful, but of course, I had to leave. <laughs> <You leave. laughs> um, being the matron of honor at the at the uh you know the front of the church and then all of a sudden i'm sneezing and coughing so bad that my throat starts to close up I'm like, oh, oh no, my goodness I leave. see <laughs> so yeah that's it see all the brides that are listening you have to ask everybody you know yes, you yes. know, like, it's strange to see people that yeah it was <laughs> I'm like, i've got uh, look, I've got Jasmine uh, tumbling over my back fence, and, and we've just had, oh, about four weeks ago, we just had this, because we've just gone into spring, the first day of spring is the first day of September here in Australia, so, but a few, few weeks ago, still very, very cold where I was, but we had a few warm days, quite warm days, and my Jasmine sprung into flowering, and, and that's, a, I, I usually pick it all and bring it inside, but we had visitors, and it's my first thing, it's like, are you allergic to Jasmine? Because I've done it so many times, I fill the entire house with Jasmine, and then someone's turned up and gone, Oh no! And you can't, as you would know with your lilies, you can't just remove the lilies because it's still all that pollen right. in the air, all that scent is still in the air. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I've I've learnt that. So yeah. yeah I'm sorry, you're gonna all have to stand the bride, in the car. Bride, to... <laughs> <laughs> can't get out. Go back to Sydney. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, and and that's nothing spiritual to worry about. People often ask me like, is that is that a message for me? I'm like, yeah, the message is you're allergic to lilies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask something like no, that because I have a weird plant allergy too. <laughs> oh, do look, it could be, look, to me it's like, like you know, look, lilies mean um, success and, and, and uh, you know, looking for the future and that. I personally, in all the work I've done with plants and flowers, I don't think that there's a big message because you're allergic to that like certain uh, plant. <laughs> I really course. don't. I just think there's a lot of plants that make exactly. I love. Look, I love dogs. I like cats. Cats sort of, you know, they give me a bit of the sniffles and that. But I'm not going to turn around. You know, I don't think that that's great. That's just me personally. Someone else might. What's yours, Jake? What's yours? Uh, It's well. I don't even know if it's part of the. So I'm deathly allergic to ground fungus. So fairy rings would kill me. So I don't know what it is with mushrooms, truffles, chanterelles. With all those. 
all of those it's i'll be dead in 10 minutes yeah i'll be dead in 10 minutes Goodness. My goodness. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, they're all grounding. They're all, you know, as you just said, that's what they're all about. They're very earthy and that. But I look, as I said, I don't, I, I take more of notice of what a person doesn't like. Like their personal, I just think on the physical plane, I don't think it's that important to me mm. in, in the work that I've done. However, what you dislike, if you said to me, if you said to me, um, you know, I don't like lilies, hmm, there's a message in that. If you told me, oh, I don't like mushrooms, you know, they every time I think of them, I look at them, uh, there's a message in that. You know, with your lilies, I'd be saying, well, are you scared of success? You, right. you know, like mm-hmm. if you, you don't like them, they, you know, that's it. I'm not a big fan of um, your gerber daisies, you know, and they're like, they're about, you know, desire and things that happen really quickly. Um, <clears throat> you know, because I'm a Leo, it's like, you know, you love me, you love me forever, you know. <laughs> so I don't like that fleeting kind of, yeah, and that's what Jeffrey Days are. It's this instant, but there's times when you need that very quick, instant, uplifting happiness, you know, and I've had to learn that that's not, that's not um, being disloyal, that's not being uh, even frivolous, that's actually quite fun, like firework fun, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it doesn't have to be burning, smouldering forever, and that's a lesson for me, the same as your lilies, and and, and say, Jake, with your, your fungus and that, that would be, that, that is all well, so many different fungi and there's so many different meanings, but those sorts of things are all sort of earthy grounding and it's like it would be like, oh, if you're so frightened of them, you don't want them in your life, it's like maybe maybe you're scared of being grounded or staying in one place, putting your roots down somewhere, mm. you know, those sorts oh, of okay. things. Okay. So, as I said, it's more about your feelings towards things than allergies, right. I've found. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I just look at them like, oh, you'll kill me, let me just walk away and that's about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good or bad about it. They do smell like dog caca to me whenever they're around, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I know. But that's a more thing. That's a terrible thing. Okay. Yeah. So, Sherilyn, the question I got for you, and this is coming straight out of the new book, on page, I of course, I'm at the age where I have to, like, focus on the page number a bit differently. It's 151, I think. It's about creating your own fairy spells. So for rookies, for people new to this, how would you... I I, I will say, everyone, if, if you don't have the book yet, it is loaded with very, very practical steps on how to cast the spells. And she's got a section on fairy spells. I mean, creating your own. Yes, well... I was going to say, what would be your I... oh, sorry. <laughs> tips for sorry. going about and creating your own spells when you're really, really, really new to it? Okay, when you're really, really, really new to it. Well, I'd, re- I'd read through my book and probably, or another, you know, if you don't want to get my book, it might be nice if you did, but if you did any spell book, and have a look at how they're made. So a spell is made of um, your ingredients, and they are correspondences. So if... I'm going to say love spell. Um, you can't cast a love spell on someone else to make them love you, but you can increase the love in your life, okay? Mm. So this is a simple one. So I, I would like more love in my life. So what I need to do is to think about exactly what that is. So if you're a complete rookie, this is what you do. So it's your, um, I'd like more love. I'd like to be in a relationship with someone. So this is what I'd like. So I'd look at the plants and flowers 
that um, that corresponded with that. Now, how I would do that, I'd go and read about it. I'd look it up on reliable sources on the internet as well, good crystal books, good crystal references if I wanted to use crystals, uh, flowers and plants if I wanted to use those, which ones would we use. These things, you can sit there and make this spell without any of these things. But these things are like conductors of energy. So if mm. I was using a rose quartz crystal which embodies love, that's like a conductor of extra energy and I'm focusing on it. I'm using pink roses or pink carnations, say, they are going to focus more of that energy. In my book, I've given a couple of, I have given a list of crystals and a list of other flowers that you could use as well with their correspondences, their meanings, so that you could do this. Then I might use a pink cloth underneath or a red one if I want a really passionate love in my life. Uh, and candles if I wanted to. You don't have to have all these things. You can have one or whatever, whatever you would like to do. And I'd write all those ingredients down. And then a chant or a piece of poetry or a piece of music. I'd go and find a piece of music that's about love and play. These things are just all focusing. You start off, you cast your little circle of energy that I've explained in there, so it's safety. And then you've got your spell. You might use timings, and that is the phase of the moon. If we waxing moon as it's getting bigger, that's we're increasing things into our life. The full moon, the energy is very high. Things are happening. Um, the the dark moon, you know, this is more about divination and more darker energies. And then the waning moon getting smaller. This is when we're decreasing things. Don't have to use that. That's the the timings and the days of the week and the even the hours of the day um, also have an effect and have the meaning. And you can look those up. Got them in the book. You can find them elsewhere as well. But you, these are supercharging it. So that's more focus and more energy because you're working with energy. So the more things that you can bring into a spell that in, that bring more energy in and more focus for you, the more likelihood you have that your spell will be successful. So I've step-by-stepped it a lot longer than my little sort of snippet there. Yes, sorry, Jake. Oh, I, I was going to say, <laughs> but in magic, can you overdo it? Can you overdo it? Yeah, I think you can because you, this is what I'm saying, you don't need all these things because it's like it's like cooking something, you know, like you can overdo it. Too many ingredients, too many flavors, too many mm -hmm. things you've lost. You know, if you're making a beautiful pumpkin soup and then you decide to put in, you know, 50 herbs and more vegetables, <laughs> it then becomes not pumpkin soup. Yeah, yeah. You know, she, becomes, she knows my cooking now, nice, doesn't you know, she? But it's, it's lossy and reasonable. <laughs> she knows all you know, about my cooking. Original <laughs> intentions gone. <laughs> Mine sometimes do. <laughs> yeah, you can do too much. So you're, you're losing focus. And the whole thing is focus. How much is enough, you know? And I would say three elements, four elements sometimes. Okay. In, the, in my book, I've actually created things too, like spa products and, you know, mm -hmm. shampoos and things. So, you know, if you've got a great recipe for, say, a pumpkin soup and you want to make it the pumpkin soup of love, you know, have a look at, well, maybe you could put some rose flower essence, safe rose flower essence, you know, in there as well. So there's there's all these things. So, yeah, I have explained it in the end. And also if you've got plants and flowers that aren't in this book or in, and indigenous to your area, uh, you might want to bring those in as well. So I have used very universal type plants and flowers in my uh, books, but there might be others. And I'm on social media and all of my days start with me answering questions about people's plants and I don't mm -hmm. mind. People send me messages and emails about that. Can I use this in this? What will I use? And it, you know, I love it actually. I love the community that we've got. So yeah, I hope that helps. So that one. <laughs> all right. Well, I had a, a question about the Cura Pira um, protection spell. Yeah. Yep. Um, can that be used to say 
put a like a worldwide protection energy out to abused and and abandoned neglected animals uh, pets more so yes yes absolutely absolutely and i've used that as well with um i've got uh rescue dogs and Mm -hmm. very much so so these things can be used universally as well um this and i'm often saying this i don't know Look, I believe in it. My books are like recipe books. You know, you pick up um, somebody who's um, a Martha Stewart's recipe book and you might go, that's great what, what's in there, but I'm, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Look, mm-hmm. being mindful mm-hmm. of what's in it, you know, and put poisonous things or bad things, but of course you can. Of course you can. The wordings that I've got in the spells, if you want to make it more universal, you want to change whatever it is, you know, like as long as it stays on that energy and the, the plants that are used and their meanings, that's, that's the whole thing is similar. So what you're saying, make it more universal, make it, about a particular type of course you can yes easily mm-hmm. sure sure that makes sense now it, are the the it, am i saying that the the cura pura yes okay yes. is well, that an actual fairy say. Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes it, it, it oh sorry i'm sorry i thought i nearly lost you on the um thing then uh, yes oh, it is. No. and this is what sorry no that's all i just i was just sort of going well <laughs> I thought I just lost you for a minute there. Um, yes, it is. And that's what, what I've done with all of these is I've looked at the energies and the different facets in the fae within each and used their, um, their his, well, tapped into their history and, and what they, they correspond with. And, and I've um, made the spell around that. That's what I've done. So in that case, they're the sort of energies around that uh, fairy being that match in with that. Of course, they can be um, matching with other things. If you go and study a little bit more about them, that's why at the beginning of each spell, I've explained who the fairy is, what they mean, where they're from. Um, as I say, with all of my plant work and, and all the work that I do, I'm the beginning of the conversation, not the middle or even the end. And I, I hope that people have a look at that or I'm, and maybe they're further along the conversation than I am and I'm just part of their conversation with uh, the fae and plants as well so that's how I, I look at it so I'm not the be all end all as well so I hope I'm starting a conversation and being part of that conversation about the fae and plants and that's why I give the information that I do and also have bibliographies in the back of my work and all that so people can keep going and and with this as well as much as they want don't have to I've made it simple enough for you to to, to there's my puppies now <laughs> <laughs> they must have known we were talking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I've just got it. I've just got a, I was worried about one of my. I've got a new rescue dog at the moment, and she's a little bit noisy. So oh. she's, uh, she doesn't like to be. There she goes. Yeah, oh. she doesn't like to be away from her mom at the moment. <laughs> yes, I think we all yeah. have, have had rescues. Or I, I've got. Yeah. One rescue of my own and then two more that live here. So, yes. Yeah, I got three oh. rescues. You have good three? Oh. Yep. I'm a boxer. Oh, oh I, I love have, boxers. I have yeah, German Yeah, sadly one of my... Oh, German Shepherds. Yep. Yes, yeah, so they're breeds that people... That's why I do boxers because people say, why don't you just open up presents? I said, well, well, I don't... I don't do the rescue. I've, I've had rescue dogs, but I'm like, I don't know about America, but um, the US, but in Australia, they, they, they very much, um, there's a bit of a problem with people, I think, get them and then don't realise how <laughs> intense boxes are. <laughs> and, right. and they give yeah. up a lot. Mm. So, yeah, which I just love them. So I'm like, look, I love them. So I'm opening my heart to the boxes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah my, new one, so I, she's, she's, she's delightful. Oh, I, I had my uh, boxer, Rhea. 
Uh, she was 12 and a half when she passed shortly after I moved to Seattle, my little girl. Um, I rescued uh, her as well. Yeah. Uh, she was yeah, fun. Well, I just, I just uh, oh, that's what I just lost one of mine who's nine and a half about oh, only two weeks ago. Oh, so we're still I'm a little so bit sorry. Of a, I think she was, sorry. yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. So we've, I've got still got seven who's um, 10 and a half and my, our new one, She's only nine months old, so that's uh, Daisy. Oh, so she didn't have a name. So. <laughs> <laughs> my my youngest my youngest rescue's named Daisy as well. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> that's it. I know. I kept saying I'd always wanted a, I'd always wanted a dog called Daisy, and then she didn't have a name, and I was like, she's gonna be Daisy. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, isn't that so sweet? Yeah. When we when we got my Daisy, her name was Chrysanthemum. I'm like, no, I can't spell it. We're doing Daisy. <laughs> Calling her in. <laughs> Chris, it would be Chrissy. It would be Chrissy, but we went with Daisy. That's pretty Well, this one, this one has a – she has the only pedigree one I've had, but she's got a heart problem, and that's why she was put up for rescue. And she's uh, – but her – and this was interesting for you. Her show name, I was like, oh, show name, was um, uh, Mystique. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> I just was like, she's like magical. You know? Yeah, so she's a mutant superhero. Quite yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's black. She's black. Then my other one and the one that passed as well, both born, born and white. So yeah, yeah seven and Sunda. Sunda was a lovely girl who passed. So, but, but yeah, I'm sorry about your loss too. But you know, they're in they're in our lives for a, for a time, and you know, it's um, I'm glad that she found you, Jake, as well. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, well, I take her thing. I take her everywhere with me. I I have her ashes mm-hmm. on my bookshelf. Oh. There you go. There yeah. you go. Always so, with you. Yeah, so my little yeah. girl's still here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's so nice. Yeah, same as ours. So that's yes. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking out my window now. She's happily chewing on a bone. That's <laughs> Someone's thrown her a bone and said, Mum's busy. Oh, she's on the radio. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's usually the time mine want to come and either lay right beside me and snore really loud or, like you yes. said, crunch on the bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because I'm because I've been away for a couple of weeks. So I've just come, I've just come home. I've been in Sydney for a couple of weeks. Oh, about a week, sorry. Um, with work and things and with, with my seeing my publishers and things, doing things. And I've just come home. So it was, I got a little bit held up in traffic this morning and uh, you know, I walked in half an hour before I started talking to you. So, of course, both of the girls were like, yeah, hello, Mum. And I was like, okay, need to go on the radio now. It was like, very exciting. Oh, <laughs> so they're like, yeah. They're both looking at me like, what? <laughs> like, you mean you're not going to spend the whole time playing with us? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. So, um, I was going to say I'll, I'll, I'll divert back a little bit, but I, w- yes. I was just wondering, can you tell us what the difference uh, differences between fairy magic and tree or flower magic is? The are the books, or just in general? <laughs> is that what just you in mean? general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in general, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, look, there's not. There's, I don't think there is any difference. As I've been uh, explaining, correspondences. It's just that uh, these. Uh, the way the way you're working is just what you're focusing on at the time. This is it. So, I mean, I wrote the books like this, and if you're saying, whether you're using my books or whether you're doing it yourself, I'm making a flower spell or I'm making a tree spell, um, I think you're just making spells. And if there's trees in it or flowers in it or fairies in it or, or whatever's in it, that's what it is. Uh, for, for ease of reference, 
that's why I've written the books like this, so that if people are particularly drawn to flowers and they'd like to really get into the flower energy, that's why I put it together like that. If people are writing their own spells or finding them, they might, or making a grimoire or a book of shadows and they'd like to collect spells, oh. that can be handy too because when they're working with that energy. So it's just, it, you know, those the energies in flowers, different flowers and fae and trees, they all come correspond to each other they're all part of the natural world so there's no real difference between them there's difference between different types um and energies um you know of course there's you know like the um daisies are more about playfulness and happiness and and there's you know um you're looking at gladiolis it's more about success and, and achievement and things like that the same thing so uh, but no it, it's just for ease of reference and what you're focusing the same way as you might be in, more interested in angel oracle cards or animal oracle right. cards because you're more interested in that energy or you're you feel drawn to. that you're more connected with that energy. Yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you, Ernie. Yeah. No, I, I feel like the, my, my boys who have passed, you know, you know, one from cancer, one from uh, another one probably sorry. cancer, but also mm -hmm. some other things. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like they're, kind of my my spirit guardians almost mm, and, mm. and they like to come visit too sometimes mm, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. mm, for sure <laughs> and they would that's it and there's that energy so sorry mm. <laughs> well, that's I'm, okay. I'm just recovering from the cold as well guys <laughs> right okay. right no i knew that mm, mm, mm. <laughs> are you better oh yeah it's How been around yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah i know i know this is i cracked a couple of ribs coughing, so <gasps> nearly everyone oh, in Sydney. I've what? Been so well, and I thought I'd be fine. Uh, yeah. That's I mean, horrible. Been, I don't know if you've seen on your news. It's been our killer, killer flu season. So, yes. um, yes. you know, it's it, and everybody I know, the most healthy people in the world, have, have been so sick for weeks. It's just like it's awful. So, um, this the joke is it was my birthday and in August, beginning of August, then. Uh, uh, my daughter and her boyfriend both had this and they gave it to me and they're, they're only just getting better. <laughs> so, oh, but the coffee wow. and everything was terrible. So I still, I don't usually have this husky deep voice. Although no, it's, it's very nice. Podcast. <laughs> That's right. It sounds perfect. <laughs> I know. I've been sipping some really, I've been sipping some really nice lemon and honey tea here while I've been talking to you to keep mm -hmm. it going. So yeah, but um, oh look, I'm all right. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a dreadful season for us uh, here in, in Australia with the with the flu this year. It's really bad. So yeah, unfortunately, hmm. even those of us who keep, usually keep very healthy with their, their plants and flowers and things, have, you oh. know, that's why I surprised myself. I was like, whoa, don't usually get things like this. So yeah, it that's only takes I, that one germ. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I've yeah. tried to really start uh, taking like a thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day. So I'm yep. hoping. That will yeah. that will be my defense. Yeah, yeah, and it's always when you look. If I was at home all the time, but I've been very, very right. busy traveling a lot. Even you know, traveling, yeah. States, just got back. Yeah, I just got back from the states, and I was very busy uh -huh. on two deadlines with uh, my publisher, and right, you know, backs and forth to Sydney, and do, and that's what happens. You know, it's when you you know you're not taking things at the same yeah. time or doing things. Or and as much as I try to eat healthy all the time, when you're traveling and that, sometimes you know the wheel falls off, and you go, oh, I haven't eaten. And right, you know, right. Yeah. and also being on, the, water. It's being on the plane, plane. yeah, the plane is just like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> germs just circulating in there. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, well, it's a, 50, yeah, 50, 
15 hours on a plane, you know, oh. like you're going to catch something. <laughs> That's the thing. It's yeah. like it's unavoidable. That's what I keep saying. Coming to get LA to Sydney, it's yeah, 15 and a half hours, I think it is. So yeah, that's um yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> but anyway, oh no, I'm 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 all right. I'm 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 getting there. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good, mm. glad. Mm. Um, and we were talking about different herbs in the in the chat there, and mm. I I was mm. remembering growing a one of those half half like whiskey type barrels of uh, spearmint one year in the backyard, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and the dogs would go and they would stand up on, you know, on the side, well, the front paws on the side, basically, and rub their faces all over in that oh, stuff. Yeah. They absolutely loved it. That, oh, was just, wow. that was just a fun story yeah. of my herb, herb lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. There's certain things that they, they absolutely, they, they adore. That, that's yes. the thing. I've got the, um, yeah, they do. I've got, and I think it's really weird. One of my uh, seven, my my dog, she loves rose geranium, and she just she doesn't actually rub all over. She just sits next to it and she closes her eyes like she's meditating. I've had a few photos on Instagram with it, and people are like, "What is she doing?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know." <laughs> like, so and, she, and she sniffs it. She's like, "Love the smell of rose geranium." You know, they're probably getting something from. They know more than us, you know. So maybe that's it. Maybe your dogs are just spearmint, energizing, uplifting, feeling good. Yeah. You know, that's probably uh, getting a bit of that energy happening you know absolutely that's, yeah. it yeah. that's it getting themselves all ready for the day <laughs> so do you think some fairies are um considered to be elementals they're all elemental that's how i feel <laughs> they're all yeah absolutely they're they're all elemental they all that, that's how i i just feel they're all on that plane and they um yeah and and they connect with with the different facets of you know the seasons and and the what's happening in, in in all planes of existence really that's the thing and I just think that the times when we see them is when we need to or maybe we don't need to they've just we've just been a bit more aware as well but yeah definitely that's what I was wondering hmm. so I'm a I'm we're also um I would say a paranormal investigator and so ah, just yeah. to, to do a lot of the you know with spirits and and things like that mm -hmm. um i don't know how i how i'm asking the question about uh you like know, a spirit yeah i i mean well no no i don't know what i'm asking <laughs> i was like trying to put it in words but i can't really put it in words i was just thinking you know it's like how some mm. um people people's spirits who don't move on mm. I, I don't know oh um, oh okay do I think that they're like they could be like people or is that what not, you mean or no. do you just think they're in that maybe if they commune if they're, they're still in that spiritual plane oh. and things like that that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I'm trying to say I can't form yes. words tonight so sorry <laughs> yeah no 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 that's okay I, I think I know what you mean. You mean it's sort of on that plane where, where, where people can communicate with spirits, can people communicate with the fairies right. in that kind yeah. of way and get messages from them that, yeah, I do believe that there are people and I've met people, I know people um, that very much. So actually the book Fairy Spells is, so there you go, is dedicated to a wonderful woman, um, uh, Ella uh, uh, Riseborough here in Australia, who is a fairy artist, and she's so inspirational to me. She gardens as well and, and um, communes with the fairy. I know she does. Her art is absolutely from that place. Speaking with her and being in her presence, she very much um, has those messages 
gifts from them. And uh, look, there's been times she's drawn me little pictures, beautiful little artworks, and sort of said, I don't know what this means, but I got this message and I've looked at it and gone, whoa, you know, and, and, and I know she does. She is someone who does that. And that's why I dedicated the book to her because I just, just being in her presence, I just, you know, um, I, she's just, does commune that way um can anybody i think that we do and and maybe we don't pay heed until we don't give credit to them as i said i've i've felt many times um a presence in the garden and and had a thought that mightn't have been um you know what i naturally think i think and or 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 i wouldn't say like a vision comes to me but just an idea or you know some sort of artistic interpretations come to me about something and so yeah I, I very much do think that they do communicate with people um for their own reasoning as well uh, for their own benefit as well if you look after a garden that's where they all live and look after the plants around them that's what they would want to happen they don't don't think any of these things or elementals are there for our you know <laughs> as tools for us that they're there for the universal good and energy but yeah some people are just more attuned to that plane the same as you do the paranormal investigating the same as you are look I've, I'm interested in it and I've had some wonderful experiences when I travelled to the UK as well I actually went on a paranormal tour of Oxford Castle and it was amazing and I nice. definitely felt and saw things and it was just it was phenomenal but I'm not you know like obviously because I'm a little bit open to those things and I work in that way but um, yeah no de- definitely definitely and I've met these people so yeah and and but I think anybody as the same as in paranormal things anybody can at any given time you know if there's a a reason for it yeah hmm. it was a good question we just had to get wrapped yeah, up sorry I get what you meant now. <laughs> no 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 it's fine no it's I was fine. trying to do sign but language but you did so not see things. me <laughs> my sign language yeah I couldn't skills. see you no I couldn't <laughs> I'm a long way away I'm a long way away <laughs> Sign language for the blind. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, <laughs> That's okay. No, we've got so many. We've got, we've covered so much ground in this interview. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's like oh, I'm getting a bit lost. It's okay. <laughs> it's good. It's been fun. a great talk. It's fantastic. This has been so much fun. I love it. <laughs> um. Well, I was kind of curious about. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of folklore uh, a lot of in the in, in the fantasy type books and everything yeah. um some uh typical traits of the fae like um they can't lie um never thank them mm. outright never take food mm. or drink that they might offer um mm. are any truth to those or some there are yeah there are in different cultures you, you come up with that and and their generalizations um about them i you know like and I found that across the board. You're right, it is in sort of some of the more mainstream things you see that. But, yeah, there is. And and it comes back to what I said before. It's, it's, I think that these are just interpretations of that universal respect that you should show them. You know, it's sure. this is their land, this is what they're doing, this is where they live. So I think that there is truth in it anyway. It's it's being respectful of them and it's just the way that, you know, we've said that. And being respectful of even another person. You don't take their food or drink. You don't, you always, you know, and, and I know what you mean. Right. You don't thank them. They're just doing their own thing. Yeah, and I think because they find it, um, you know, because they are on a different level to us, I guess they think, you know, this is it. So that's, yeah, that's, that's how it comes back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I always thought that don't thank them. It makes it makes you somehow indebted to them. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
and also the work that they're doing they're not doing it for you like they've done something and it's sort of it's not just for you it's for the bigger picture that's how I look at it as well mm-hmm. it's just like um yeah it's what they do naturally I don't know it's no need to be thank me you know when you you know it's like even we do this too if you do something nice for someone and yeah and and what do people say it's like they go oh thank you you go oh you don't need to thank me you know it's that sort of thing oh, I'm just doing this because it's something I'm just doing you know or it's like I, I want to do it for you I think it it's the same sort of thing that sort of they do you know they, they, we don't have to have this indebtedness backs and forth as you said and also this is a natural thing it, it's not a yeah that's how I interpret it so yeah mm. more so partnership you, than than favor yes oh right yes yeah 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 partnership yeah yeah that sort of thing yeah that's how I look at it hmm. so do you have a favorite type of fave do I not really I don't know that's going to sound really I don't and even with the flowers we're talking about those these are the ones I work with more often I I'm very um open to I feel like the fae and I can't tell you what their names are you know that that I know that there's a, that energy in my garden and I'd say they're my favorite that 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 live that I know I feel that around they're not so much I don't th- I don't think favorite but I'm just more attracted to and drawn to and and I'm sure that they're they're I mean I live in this very old land Australia and I'm very respectful of that um and they're part of of that energy and I just feel very I feel very much at home I feel very comforted uh in tune and aligned with that energy that's around but I absolutely know it's it, it is that fey energy that's in my garden that that is there and, and delights me and and um and you know I'm so so grateful that it's there you know and right. respectful of it as well but not in particular of one certain like oh yeah the no 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 I'm it's just the yeah I, I think it's like, it is one of those things like, like how do you yeah I, I don't think of it like a favorite thing it's the same as flowers there's certain ones I'm drawn to a bit more but I don't even think that the fae I can't really get to to that no I think it is more the fae is what I feel around me yeah at the time so yeah nice um what are some of the types of of night plants that you have I I saw that that's a you have a set of cards about that yeah pardon Uh, sorry what was that oh I I was curious about night plants yeah Uh, or the cards that you have, I, I didn't. Oh, the flowers of the night. Yeah. Flowers of the night. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, right. So, the, the, well, the flowers, the flowers. Well, as I said, I I have gardenia, which is a daytime one, but it has very strong. Uh, it has very strong um, fragrance during the night. So my flowers of the night cards, they have, um, uh, you know, it's not they bloom at night time. Their fragrances. Uh, heavier at night time as well. Uh, queen of the night, which is a flower that a plant that flowers in your um, in your country as well. Uh, I absolutely adore that one, and I put together that deck of flowers because I just thought, you know, we always talk about the flowers and the sunshine and and what's out, and and I just didn't think there was enough flowers of the night as as it were and the different right. energies that they can bring to to us i mean a lot of them are poisonous i know most of them are white that was something that, that came up yes because they're attracting pollinators at night time and um but yeah things like the devil's trumpet and even uh look dianthesis which is type of carnation very uh beautifully uh scented at night time and but i look at those sorts of flowers and we're looking a little bit deeper when we're looking at the flowers that 
bloom or have stronger energetic attributes at night time as well. So it's just exploring ourselves a little bit deeper, exploring different energies deeper as well. So that's why I created a, a collection with the Oracle of Flowers of the Night. Yes. Neat. Very neat. But, um, Chris in the chat had been asking before about um, like protection uh, herbs and, and crystals and things like that. As far as like when maybe when he's sleeping more so than than awake, is would mm. there be a certain one you would think of or or suggest a crystal for when he wants or, or to herbs. go to sleep? Right. Oh, mm -hmm. oh herbs! Oh herbs! Oh yeah, oh, right, mm -hmm. there you go. Um, obviously, um, uh, valerian, um, uh, chamomile. Chamomile is my absolute go-to for sleep. <laughs> yeah, so mm -hmm. you can make it. Chamomile is actually the best. Make a chamomile pillow. Fantastic, like a little pillow that you stick, you know, underneath your pillow. Uh, chamomile tea before you go to bed as well, making a spell with chamomile. That is the number one. It calms you down. It soothes things. Lavender as well. We've got the mm -hmm. fragrance from that. That's very, very – I find lavender is the best for me when it comes to sleeping. So, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've seen there's a bergamot sometimes too yes. in different uh, – And bergamot. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and bergamot is actually in your um, teas. Like your Earl Grey tea has bergamot mm -hmm. in it too. I so love that, Earl Grey. That's, yeah, that's where you find it. And that's why you like it, bergamot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because yeah. it's helping. <laughs> yeah. You guys should be drinking more of that. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> so, Chris, mm. be like Monty and drink your Earl Grey before bedtime. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> I know him from another book group, so. <laughs> oh, right. Mm -hmm. or three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jacob, what you got now? Well, I've been multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prone to multitasking. <laughs> I thought you hated it. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. But today is the kind of, you know, deadlines. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> Um, so my question deals, let's, I, I would like to talk about magical spots in Australia, because one thing that we don't get here in the States is, you know, we, we hear about mm -hmm. Australia, magical place, plants we don't have, critters we don't have. Mm -hmm. Where, what mm -hmm. parts of Australia would you consider to be the most magical? That's, that is a really contentious question. I'm not Indigenous Australian. Um so the places that I look in that it, it, that kind of context, I that would be considered mag. I'm doing my little things in the <laughs> magic. We're more right. spiritual lines are places that are of very much importance for Indigenous Australians, and mm -hmm. they are not part of my culture. And I would not um, even step forward to speak about them, and I would not uh, consider them magic that unless I was invited mm -hmm. uh, personally by an Indigenous person of that tribe, of that area, that that would be a place that I'd go to that would be magical and I'd do magic to. And it's not something that, yeah, it, it's not something that I would, would discuss because I'm not Indigenous Australian. Um, I'm, I'm a Caucasian Australian. Uh, my, my family's been here for generations, but I am not, no, I'm not Indigenous Australian. And so, um, and I'm very respectful of the culture of this land and uh, country and of, of uh, the, the people of this land. So that is not something I am, I feel that, um, and I have worked with uh, Indigenous people at, at various environment centres that I've uh, 
worked at and, and worked with and with different programs and I've been incredibly fortunate to be allowed to go to different places and to work with them and they've shared stories with me but they are still the same thing it's it's a very personal one-on-one thing mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned in Australia it's you know you, you it's being respectful of wherever you are I, I, my, I find my whole country's magical in some <laughs> way and, right. and it's home to me and yeah I, I think whole earth is magical in a way I just I know what you're saying about sacred places is probably what you're meaning by the magic. Oh, no, actually, I was I was but thinking like sacred. No, I went, magical. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking um, like in this in the United States, we find to be yeah. parts of the Southwest to be very magical or New Orleans, oh, okay. that kind of thing. And I've been to Australia and I thought Tasmania was myself. Yeah, well, that's where. My, that's where my husband's from is Tasmania. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is. That's in that sort of aesthetic way. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely divine and beautiful. I'm more of a forest girl as well. I'm from originally from Sydney um, uh, area. My parents moved to the um, a place called the um, Central Tablelands of New South Wales. But I still I love the the forest areas. I love where I am now. It's the Central Coast of New South Wales, and I find that in that context magical. I being in that sort of area the beach is i can walk to the, the beach that's on the, the pacific coast and the the lake as well as the end of my street and then i've got forest all around me it's a beautiful place in that sort of context oh, yeah wow. so that's where in my heart is here but yeah my, my husband would tell you that yeah tasmania is the place he's from <laughs> hobart so okay so um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i've been uh i went to tasmania i actually been to australia uh, a few mm. places from the great barrier reef to sydney to Brisbane, okay. oh, Tasmania, God. Melbourne, and so Perth, good. and Rottnest oh, Island. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nice. You've been everywhere. <laughs> I, I, Australia yeah. is one of my favorite places to go, I will say. Uh, but yeah, I thought Tasmania to me was was a magnificent spot. And the middle of the island, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know, it's huge lavender fields. Mm. So. That's right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Money and lavender is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, that was that was about it. It's gorgeous country. I invite. I would say everyone go visit. I would love to. Hopefully, in a couple of years. That's yeah, our, our, our plan. Our plan for Sydney. That's it. Yay! There you go. <laughs> you got to get out of. I oh, look. I love. I'm a Sydney girl, but you got to get out of Sydney too because it's beautiful around Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just out of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, we're we're starting to wind down. You want to tell folks okay. how they can get a hold of you? Yeah. 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 And what's what are your next projects and Absolutely. everything? Absolutely. All, all of it. Mm-hmm. I've just I've just, all of it all. I've just um yeah, I just I look, I can't tell you exactly what they are, but they're gardening and plant uh, titles. I've got um, a plant type book. I can't say what it is. It's coming out at the beginning of next year. Um, that's uh, I've been working on for quite a while and it is something that's been around for a while. I've uh, two more oracle decks coming out next year and another couple book at the end of the year as well so I'm oh, very, wow. i just can't remember that look they're plants they're wow. flowers and gardening that's what they all are so yeah next year two 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 oracle decks with rockpool publishing and in the states with a wonderful red wheel wiser as well all my work's available from barnes and noble in the united states um and australia uh, through dimmix and around the world Simon and sister rumby they all distribute my work and um, I, Rockpool Publishing is my publisher in Australia. And they then, so if anyone's got inquiries, they can find my work there. And my website, Cheryl and Darcy.com. Darcy's got an e in it. 
Um, <laughs> you can see the spelling on the little links and things. And I've also I'm very social on social media, and it's particularly Instagram and Facebook. They're my favourite places. And I've just started building a little community on my Facebook page to a group, so people can join um, privately and chat about flowers and their experiences, and ask me gardening questions and all those sorts of things as well. So flower nice. questions. And we've so, dropped yeah. we've dropped links to all of those sites <laughs> in the chat. So go, make sure, Thank listeners, you. you come back to our website and click all those mm-hmm. links. Mm. That's right. Thanks for that. Thank oh, you. Yeah, Thanks no for problem. having me on today. Yeah. Mm. Fun. Thank it's you. It's really been this nice. has been a great show. I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> really I was, Thank you so much. I was a little, I was a little grouchy, you know, today and everything, but now I'm feeling really uplifted and I want to go and walk out for a little bit with the plane. Ditto, <laughs> ditto, ditto. Not, you do not, June. There may be raccoons That's... out there. Yeah, there's probably also, uh, you know, mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at them at my window, though. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's nighttime now. Right. You don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I have like yeah. a state forest in my backyard. I, we have trees every. Well, June, you've been here. I've got a state forest in my backyard, literally. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, lots of trees, herbs. We've got a lot of the plants that you mentioned. Actually, I might have a fairy garden. Oh. And I didn't know okay. it. So I'll go check it out. <laughs> would they be scared of my dogs, or it would be cool? Well, no, they'd be all right with your dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I have to be the time cop. Okay, <laughs> but yes, yes, that's okay. I was gonna say, do we have um, any parting words from you, Wendy? Um, well, we want to thank people in chat. We, uh, Jerry says uh, it was a, a good and interesting show, and she went and bought the book of fairy spells. And oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, Chris was. Uh, appreciative of our answers and and what we tried to help him with there and i want to thank you sherilyn i this was so much fun thank you yeah, so much really for taking thank the time. you just love your energy oh, no, that's everything. Okay. So, so fun okay. really fun thank, thank you. you i've had so much fun lovely meeting you all and thank you for having me on oh yeah fantastic well we'll have you back on um soon because you have more books coming out so that's right <laughs> oh i do I do. I do. So I'd love to be back on. Thank you. For sure. Fantastic. Um, now, if you want, if everyone is bored on Sunday night, real late, or it would be Monday afternoon for you, I think, Sherilyn. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to uh, start my uh, Wendy Wendy Lady's magical studies, and I will be going over moon magic at about 11 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought we'd start with moon magic and just kind of Uh move on from there. Okay. uh, Yeah, it's going to be some fun. And Mm -hmm. I've got got a couple of uh, uh, heavy-duty witch types uh, who who want to talk to me a little bit. And we'll get some good Mm -hmm. shows going there, I think, on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's fantastic. Good luck with that. That sounds fantastic. I'm going to check it out. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, next Wednesday we've got, well, June and um, and Medea and uh, Karen. Karen Fraser. Yes. Oh. Karen Fraser will be okay. talking about the Wellington 
avalanche train tragedy back in 1910, and the uh, the haunted mm-hmm. spot up there in in the Cascades. Is that right, June? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in Washington State. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool place. So yes, please tune in. Karen and Medea have been there thousands of times, and so it's, <laughs> it's, it's all of their paranormal oh. investigative stuff. So yes, it's been amazing. <laughs> But uh, that's all I've got. Okay. Um, June? June, June, do you have any uh, parting words for us this evening? Well, um, you know, like I said, it was just such a fun show. I, I feel so much uplifted now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> very magic. But, Yay. Uh, thank you. But uh, if you want to find out what our group, the Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle Tacoma, are doing, just check out uh, the website at ghost.org. A ghost, not just ghost.org, but a ghost.org. Yes. And uh, things that, and check out Spooked in Seattle too. Mm-hmm. Spookedinseattle.com. <clears throat> and for it, for folks that are new to the group, June, do we have the date in September for uh, new member orientation? It's actually not going to be until November. Oh. So it'll be, I think, November 18th. Okay. All right. But well, please come and visit. We meet on the second and fourth Saturdays. Sundays of the month. My God, Saturday. <laughs> My mind is. But second and fourth Sundays of the month. Although September, there's going to be a football game at Pioneer Square. So we are meeting elsewhere. So check out our website to tell where, mm-hmm. where to meet. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can fill out the contact us form uh, to submit your information. And someone Any will get back to you. Yeah, I'm here. And so that brings <laughs> us to the end of the show. Thank you very much, Sherilyn. Uh, it was a pleasure hey. to have you. I want yeah. to have you Thank back you. like once a month. We can just talk plants once a month. Jeff. Sure. There you go. That yeah, perfect. Nice. I love it. That would be great. Again, the, <laughs> the newest book we have is The Book of Fairy Spells. It came out in June in the United States. It's available on Amazon as well in paperback and Kindle format. But I would say get the paperback. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. This book yes, is beautiful is. to look at. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of practical magic tips. And with that, we will bid you mm-hmm. adieu. And our outro, outro track, if I could talk, it sounds a little mm-hmm. grim. Shaman's Harvest Blood Trophies. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Like a stone, seem like a stone, diving in the heart. 